You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selig. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. My new best friend today is Raina Harmon, assistant coach with the University of Iowa women's basketball team. We discuss her background in Michigan and how intentionally asking for guidance influenced her personal growth. We chat about this coming season and how they're building on last year's success. And Raina also shares the story behind Unified Ballers, her personal clothing brand based on her popular catchphrases. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Well, welcome to my podcast. My new best friend today is Raina Harmon. She's the assistant basketball coach that I have a uh, women's basketball program. And I met her this year, and she's really become became my friend. <laughs> so I'm delighted she's here today to tell us her story. So, Raina, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be your new best friend. Well, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. Raina actually uh, spoke at a luncheon we did in June at Big Grove to support the uh, South District of Iowa City with Angie Jordan and did a great job uh, sharing her story and uh, people gave me rave reviews about, <laughs> I love that. about your comments and the story of your life. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, where did you grow up and went to high school? And things? Yeah, so born and raised uh, Detroit, Michigan, um, a city that's near and dear to me. Love getting the opportunity to go back. They're just building it up so much. Um, went to Martin Luther King High School, um, and I graduated in, in 2000. And um, my high school was a powerhouse in the state of Michigan. In fact, there were, I think... Uh, Six of us that graduated in my class and four of us had Division One scholarships. Wow. Yeah, so we were pretty good. And I mean, the next year there were three players that went on to play D1. The year after that, there were four players. And so we were a really good, a really good team. I was in, in by no means the best player on that team any of my uh, years that I played there, but was fortunate enough to play well at the right time. Uh, was afforded an opportunity to go to Central Michigan on a full ride scholarship. And so I spent uh, four years at Central Michigan um, where I kind of, you know, became a young woman, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the ball kind of stopped bouncing. Right. And so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, I really didn't even think about coaching as a profession. Um, and so I went back home to Detroit and began uh, substitute teaching. You can believe right. that. And I did an internship with the Detroit Shock, who was the WNBA team in Detroit at the time. And you got into coaching youth basketball. Is that the story? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. And so um, when I was back home substitute teaching, um, some of the, the troubled youth in the school would always um, find their way to my my room. And I was teaching PE and health. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became a point where the dean of the school was like, hey, we're having trouble with this guy, this female. Like, can they just come hang out with you? Like, you really have an appeal, you know, to mm-hmm. these these young students. And I was like, sure, you know. And so they were looking for a middle school um, eighth grade coach. And so they asked me if I'd be willing to coach the basketball team. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, sure, I played, but I don't know how to like mm-hmm. put plays together. But 
yeah, I'll coach them. And uh, end up there was me and one of my buddies, and we end up coaching them uh, to an eighth grade championship, uh, which was really fun, right? right? And I learned right then, like kids don't care what you know until you know they care, right? Yeah. Because I had no clue what I was doing, but I took those young men like under my, my wing and they were kind of like my little brothers, you know, a little bit. I looked out for them and tried to help them navigate <laughs> middle sure. school as much as I could. Um, while I was coaching that team, I was approached by uh, Michigan Crossover is the AAU program that I played for when I was in high school. And so their program director was like, hey, I heard you're back home. You're doing some coaching. Do you have any interest in coaching young women too? We'll give you the seventh grade team. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sure, you know, yeah. I got nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, so I had an opportunity to coach the seventh grade team there and I stayed with them, um, you know, until they graduated high school. And for me, it was really fun just being able to pour back into these, you know, young women and watch Mm -hmm. them grow and, and see myself be able to develop as a coach and that team, um, they were becoming a powerhouse in their own right um, in the state of Michigan. And so I would say roughly uh, their ninth grade, maybe going into 10th grade year, I started having a lot of college coaches reach out to me uh, to begin their recruitment. And what I noticed was that there were a lot of young women that looked like me that were coaches that were calling to recruit those young women. Mm -hmm. And so a light bulb kind of went off for me and I was like, oh, I could be a college coach. (laughs) You know, now mind you, went through the whole process of being a college athlete, but it had never occurred to me until... I saw myself represented in that role. Um, And so then from there, I began working on my master's degree at Wayne State um, while I was still teaching, while I was still coaching. And I just started telling any coach that would call, hey, I really have an interest in being a college coach. And I know I have to get in at the ground level. Um, If you have any interest or know how I could help myself get to that level, let me know. Um, So I did that for about a year and a half. And one day uh, I was at work and I received a phone call from Kevin Borseth, who was the head coach at the University of Michigan. And he said, wow. hey, we're looking for a director of basketball operations. Do you have any interest? I mean, when a power five school right down sure, the road yeah. calls you, you know, you don't turn them down. And so I said, absolutely. Um, I got an interview there and that was my intro into collegiate athletics. So how long were you a Wolverine? Yeah, I was <laughs> a Wolverine for two seasons. Um, and so one thing that Coach Borseth had always told me, and he came from the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, right. and he had done really well there and then got the job at Michigan. So I was there with him for his last two seasons. And he would always say this, and I didn't understand it at the time, Raina, when somebody gives you the keys to the city, never give them back. And I was like, what does he mean by this? <laughs> and so <clears throat> the job at uh, Wisconsin-Green Bay became available again, and he went back to the wow. University of Wisconsin-Green Bay, and he's still there. And, I mean, I, I thank him forever for giving me a shot, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of giving me my step into collegiate athletics as a staff member. Uh, so I was there with him for two seasons. Okay. And from there you went to Central Michigan? I did. And so um, fortunately for me, the year that Kevin was leaving, um, Sue Guevara, who I did not play for, she was actually – at that time, the winningest coach that had coached at University of Michigan, but she was at Central Michigan at the time. Uh, She was looking for a coach. And so the transition and time in which I talked to her was, (laughs) um, it was ironic, but I mean, I thank God that, you know, I Mm -hmm. spoke with her when I did at the Final Four, um, because literally the day after that Final Four is when uh, Kevin told me that he was going back to Green Bay. But I had a conversation with Sue Guevara, who was looking for two assistant coaches. And I said, hey, you know, I'm finally you know, in collegiate athletics, and I would love to coach. I mean, I like the work that I'm doing in administration, but I would really love to coach. She said, well, Rainey, you don't have any coaching experience, you know, at this level. And I said, well, give me some. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I just said, you know, hey, go talk to the administrators that were there. That was, you know, when I was a player, at least they could tell you, you know, my character. 
you sure. know, and, and my work ethic and things like that. And then you can talk to the AAU coaches from the state of Michigan to tell you if I can coach or not. And so she did that and she took a chance on me. And uh, so I went back to Central Michigan, um, had a, a terrific career there as a coach um, and was really fortunate to be able to recruit some really good talent in the state. Um, had a player go on to be drafted in the WNBA, won a couple of rings with them um, and was there for five seasons. And I had a feeling that uh, Coach Guevara would then be retiring, um, you know, sooner than later. And so for me, it was like, OK, well, what's the next step uh, in my career? And so I started having conversations with her um, going into my fifth season about, hey, I don't know, you know, what your long term plan is um, and how long you're going to be here. But I would love to get back into the Big Ten as a coach. And if you wouldn't mind, you know, looking out for me. So, again, this is twice now I've been intentional about saying, you know, this sure. is what I want. You know, can you help me? I did that once when I was coaching AAU and here I am doing it again, you know, as a coach at CMU. I'd love to move up. I'd love to stay in the Big Ten. Um, if you know of any coaching staffs or programs that would fit, you know, who I am, that values align with mine. If you could just lead me in the right direction, I trust you immensely. Um, so I would love for you to be able to help me in that way. And so she did, but I didn't know. <laughs> okay, so she didn't tell me. Uh, end of the season, I get a phone call. So I guess we're going into the spring. Get a phone call from Lisa Bluter. Now, I don't know Lisa Bluter from a can of paint. I mean, I know her, right? I know right, she's yeah. a coach at Iowa, but I've never had a conversation with her. And so I go into Sue Guevara and I'm like, hey, um, Lisa Bluter reached out and she has a position on staff and she would like to interview me. I want to give you a heads up because... I might be interested. I'm not sure. If nothing else, I want to take the interview. And she goes, oh, yeah, I talked to Lisa a few weeks ago, and I told her about you. And I'm like, well, you could have gave me a heads up about it, <laughs> right. you know. Um, and so had a conversation um, with Coach Bluter uh, for about an hour, um, and I could tell right away that she was a, a great woman and that she was well-respected. Um, obviously, Coach G had raving reviews for Lisa, and so then I did a Zoom interview, um, and this was even you know before the pandemic, so a Zoom interview with her staff and had a chance to meet uh, Jan and Jenny. Um, and I was like, okay, I think, you know, if I'm afforded the next opportunity to go forward onto campus, I'm going to do it. But immediately after that interview, I went home and I was talking to my, my partner, Sharita, who's my wife now. I said, guess who called me? And they, I interviewed and she's like, who? I said, Iowa. Ain't nobody going to Iowa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't her first choice. No, right? I mean, yeah. well, for me, that was my only place that I could go at the time that had interest but for me it was my own ignorance about the state of Iowa sure. right I mean I'm coming from Detroit Michigan I don't know much about Iowa except for there's a lot of corn and every president goes through there outside of that it's between <laughs> Michigan and California right right <laughs> um and so I did know that I did want to take that next step though so I said at least let me go through the interview process you know now when I came here that was a different story. I was I was blown away. Um, so immediately after I landed, we went to dinner uh, that night, myself and the staff, and just to see the way that the community interacted, you know, with the staff and the love that they had, the way that it felt, um, the questions that they were even asking. The questions weren't even necessarily about basketball, but how are the players doing, right? How's Dave Bluter doing? So how's the family doing? You know, and I just thought, oh, that's interesting. They really know and love this coaching staff. Um, had an opportunity to. <laughs> talked to some of the players on the team so I had recruited um Tanaya Tanaya Davis who's on our staff now yeah, when I was yeah. at Central Michigan to the point where I did a home visit with her so I became really close with her and her mom and so I said do you mind if I just you know talk to Tanaya about what it's like for her young black woman living here in Iowa City and I mean she told me you know everything that I wanted to know and I was like okay this seems like a great place you know for her identities to be here and with this program and so while I came a little apprehensive thinking I'll just take the interview I left thinking oh boy 
if I get an opportunity to work there, I'm <laughs> right. going to take it. And so for me, once I got back to Central Michigan, uh, the head men's coach at the time was Keno Davis, yeah, which is Dr. Hawkeye. Tom Davis. Yeah, That's yeah. right. I have a connection. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of his assistant coaches, who I was close with, is Kevin Gamble, sure, right? who played here. And so I went into their office, and I'm like, hey, guys, I have a neat opportunity. I don't know if she's going to offer me the job, but I just want to get you guys feel about Iowa City and what it would be like for me to live there. So if I got the opportunity to work there, I don't even know that I finished the sentence before they were like, take it. Take the job. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so a few days later, uh, Lisa Bluer, she called me. She offered me the job. And seven years later, here I am. And was your partner reluctant? Not at all. Good. Not at all. I mean, she's always trusted my judgment in terms of, uh, you know, the places that we would live, the people that I would work for. And for me, it was very important to have a family feel. And so to work for a staff that could include, you know, my partner and my son. And so, you know, you think about Lisa Bluter, you you know who Dave Bluter is and you know she has three kids, right? And you've been able to see every year her kids grow um, because that's something that she values. I would say, you know, even Jan Jensen and, you know, us being part of the similar communities, um, just being able to share what that would be like for me here in Iowa City, the opportunity for them to travel. Um, So like my wife did have an opportunity to go with us on our foreign tour this year. Um, And she's very much a part of this program, just as I am. Right. That's great. Well, maybe we'll have time later to talk about the... uh the Big Ten Network is showing your 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 trip. Yeah, that's so I've much seen fun. Two episodes. It's been fascinating. If you, <laughs> people haven't watched it, they can think if they can go back. They probably find it. And there's a, one more to come. I think there is one more episode. Mm-hmm. And so if it holds true, it would probably be out next Monday. Uh, I'm not sure when this will yeah. air, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's two episodes <laughs> out right now, um, and you can go back and stream them on BTN if you missed the first two. Um, and then you know episode three, which will be the last episode, is coming before our season kicks off. But I thought it did a great job just documenting who we are off the court. You off, know, exactly. our, our team, um, as people, our identity mm-hmm. as as a program, our identity as a staff, and just us as people. How we how we navigate, <clears throat> you know, the the women's basketball, but just being authentically who we are. And the high point last night, this, is, this won't air until later, was the zip lining. Because <laughs> not everybody was entirely thrilled about that zip line. No, I'm nervous. It, it, it made me nervous just watching. But You know what's why? Uh, we did that on a game day, too, which is yeah. like, I mean, usually you want to stay off your feet. But on these foreign tours, like everything goes, right? Like Coach right. Bluter is like, no, we're going to go, go, go and jam pack as much into these 10 or 12 days as we can. And it was just so much fun being on the bus and hearing the apprehension in everybody's voice um, and just saying, like, I mean, I'll just close my eyes and scream the whole way down. So there were a couple of us that had, like, <laughs> GoPros on our had a few people had like their cell phones out i mean but once we got there it was beautiful but to to witness our program you know especially our student athletes be able to overcome you know a little bit of fear together right, right? i mean like that's yeah. every season essentially you're gonna you're gonna face that you know at some point in every season so to see this team forge a new identity and to be able to have to come together and overcome that fear as a unit early uh was really was really fun to see that well, I want to talk about basketball in a minute, but I want to, I think you have a business too. You're a businesswoman besides a coach. Is that, <laughs> yeah. that's the story? I, yep, you're an yep. entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. Um, 2018, I started um, a clothing line called Unified Ballers. And so for me, so I have all these slogans that I say on the court, right? And um, one of them is bet on yourself, right? And I say that to any student athlete, they are having bad days, they're having good days. It's like, hey, like, it's all right, just bet on yourself. And I, in the era that we're in now, I don't mean that, literally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. But I just mean, you know, if you believe in yourself 
everybody else will believe in you as well. So that's one saying. And then uh, where my shooters at? Like I say that all the time. I mean, and I've always been a part of programs that shoot a ton of three point shots that make a lot of three point shots. And so when those go in, I'm always where my shooters at. And when we're having a down day, and we're not making any shots. It ends in a question mark. Where (laughs) my shooters at? She's a peach. And so I decided to put that on a shirt just because I don't know. I'm a creative at heart and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do something. So I created the shirt and I put it on social media. And then like people were asking, where can I buy this shirt? And that's kind of where Unified Ballers was born. So I created some shirts for my family and my friends and I began selling them for 20 bucks. And then I realized, oh, if I don't get an LLC or pay some taxes, I'm probably going to be in a little bit of trouble. Um, So went on YouTube, got a Ph.D. in entrepreneurship on YouTube. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I came up with a title because I was just thinking, you know, I don't know that this clothing brand, whatever this becomes, I don't necessarily want it to be solely for basketball players but for just young people sure that's looking for some positivity you know to be able to express themselves on a t-shirt and who am i who's my the ballers right any kind of baller volleyball sure. or softball yep. or footballer and what is my aim to unify him so unified ballers was just born out of me being creative and wanting to unify the young people now do you have a website i do unified-ballers.com okay unified-ballers okay good i'll check that out <laughs> please do oh good well let's talk about you're a coach, but you coach a position. I don't. How, how does this all work out with you with the, with yeah. the staff? Yeah. What's your responsibilities? Yep. So there's three of us that are position coaches, and so Abby, she has um, the lead guards, um, which are mostly point guards, smaller guards, and that. And then we all know Jan Jensen. She's the post whisperer, so she has our fives, and then I have everybody in between. Um, so those are typically our bigger guards, who I have dubbed uh, the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hear people barking on the court, that's the big dogs. Right. right? Um, and so the threes and the fours. And so right now, this year, the ones that are in my position group, Kate Martin. Sure. Kylie Fearback, Sydney Falter, mm-hmm. Jada Jimphy, and Hannah Stalky. Mm-hmm. They're all in my position group. And so um, I give the lead guards of the post a hard time because I say my position group, we kind of have to do it all. Right. Like we have to lead the break sometimes. Right. When Caitlin's down the floor, my position, we're bringing the ball up. We got to be able to pass. You look at Hannah, Jada, we got to be able to post up. Yep. We got to rebound, you know, so they're thankful. They should they should thank our position group because we get it all done. And we let them we let them get the shine for well, it. And the fast break, <laughs> like Hannah has to lead it down because she has to catch that ball and put it up oh, in that's right. like two seconds. Her first three steps are unbelievable. Yeah. Right? I mean, she puts her head down and she's out of there. Even if you had a chance to watch her exhibition game the other day, um, Sid Falter, who was embracing the four a little bit, she had a, a few of those. She was a recipient of a few of those uh, mm-hmm. fast break points as well. Right. Yeah, it's been fun watching them just grow into this role. Well, let's start getting about this season as, as a as a Hawkeye fan and uh, following your team the last few years. You know, it was a ma- uh, sort of magical year last year. Mm-hmm. You earned everything you got. Yeah. And uh, this year's um, a lot of them are back. Yeah. And does that make the thing easier or harder to coach? Because yeah, is it yeah. A little how, how do you do this? Yeah, it's. Yeah. I would say it's a little of both, right? Um, and so the hard part is really just blocking out the outside pressure and expectations, right? And setting the expectations for ourselves and then making sure that that's our North Star as we continue through the season, not the ones that ESPN set for us, not the ones our parents set for us, and definitely not the ones that Twitter set for us. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You you know, but what are the goals that we think we can accomplish and how can we stay true as a program to those goals and do everything in our power to reach it? So that's the hard part. It's kind of just blocking out everybody else's expectations Mm -hmm. and everybody else's pressure, right? But like Coach Buter always says, pressure is a privilege, right? And so we lost um, two amazing players in uh, McKenna Warnock and Monica Sonano last year, um, you know, and so 
finding a new identity, right? We don't have to have a four and a five be those two players that left, but be the best you, right? So right now that's that might be be the best Addy O'Grady, be the best Hannah Stalky that you can be. And so then the the easy part is that we have the majority of our team back, right? And so as we're installing different offenses and defenses, they already know kind of what the expectation is, what the standard is. And I mean, that's grown last year even, right? What the standard is. Um, the culture of the program is already set, right? The face has changed, but the culture is the culture and that's passed down every year and so I believe for us that's been the easy part just bringing the majority of our team back yeah and Sharon Goodman's knee is okay now yeah she's 100% she yeah holy smokes Sharon is like it's watching her confidence right is really what that is and so um, seeing her be able to come back from an injury um, and really embrace the role that she has in front of her and know that there's minutes there's opportunity for her this year um, you know I was just talking this morning and watching practice I went over to Chan and I was like Man, her hands, the stuff that she's now being able to catch in practice and finish. Now, I mean, she better, right? Because Caitlin's going to rifle it to her. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but I mean, the way that like she's now being able to show that confidence and playing with a sure. little bit of joy now instead of apprehension, maybe that she played with last year coming back after that knee injury. I think, you know, we're going to see a healthy, happy Sharon Goodman this year, and I'm excited for her season. I assume that's, that's true. Also, if Kylie Fuerbeck, she, her, Knees okay now? Yeah, yep, her knee's good. She's 100%. And like uh, we were talking before, she was 100% before going on the foreign tour, but we just wanted to, you know, give her some extra rest days and make sure that she was good and, you know, played in both uh, exhibition games, the one outdoors in Kinnick and the one inside in Carver. Um, And watching her knock down some threes, be able to drive and finish, play a little bit of defense, that's been fun for her. And so she's back 100%. And, you know, she's vying for some minutes. And, you know, we're always, hey, you see Kylie do that today? You know, like her her name is constantly coming up. So looking forward to see what you can do for us this year as well. I've got to ask you about Caitlin Clark. I mean, she's obviously a good basketball player, but just a little bit, right? What's it like no, to coach her there as a person and the whole leader, the whole yeah. Yeah, she's sort of special, right? Besides, besides ability. Yeah, on top of the whole big, big picture. Mm-hmm. She's she's fun, right? Caitlin's just she's a ball of energy, and she's really, really fun. Like, and if you don't know her, I'm not sure what you would think, how you would think her personality is off the court. Um, but she's probably the class clown, right? Like she's the one probably making the most noise and cracking yeah. the most jokes. Uh-huh. Um, so it's been really fun having that type of energy and personality um, in our program. And I think no one keeps her more humble than her teammates, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is fun, right? Like, I mean, those are her best friends, you know, they're going to be her best, fr- best friends for life. Um, and so it's, it's fun being able to coach someone that's that much fun to be around. Uh, but that also has that much passion, that much leadership ability, um, that much skill that she has on the court as well. And she's not coasting in this year, right? She's still working hard. Oh, she's all, I mean, she's in the gym on off day. You know, right, like you right. always see her in the gym. She's she's not a coaster. Whatever it is, she has it, right? right? And she hones it, which is good. I think you always want, you know, your best players to be some of your best leaders um, and to be able to get in the gym and then bring people along with them, you know? So, like, it's rare that you see her in the gym by herself. She's always got a teammate in there with her. Let me ask you a few non-basketball questions about, do you have a life besides being a coach <laughs> in this business? You you take vacations, oh, yeah. you have hobbies. Wait, tell me what, yeah. what you do in life. I would say um, traveling is really fun for me. So my mom now, she lives in Tampa, Florida. Um, so going to visit her. And my dad, he lives in Memphis. Um, so being able to get to some warm weather climates uh, sure. is always fun. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. being over Christmas or whatever the time I get a chance to go see them or even during um, – Recruiting trips. That's even fun to be able to build those in there, too. But, yeah, traveling is my favorite. Uh, I would say I've been to 
on over like nine plus cruises, um, most wow. of them to the Caribbean. Um, so I've seen a lot of islands down there and just being able to have time with my family, right? My wife, my stepson, um, that's really important, especially now that he's in college. So to be able to have that time with them, uh, we love to just get out of here and relax every once in a while. Um, avid reader. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I love reading, but I'm reading like three books right now, listening to two, reading one. I am all over the place and I, they're starting to intertwine a little bit. I can't mm. keep them straight, so I probably yeah. should just stick with two. Yep. Um, but I love to read, lifelong learner, uh, love listening to podcasts. Again, I'm, I'm very um, engaged on YouTube, <laughs> listening to some inspirational things and watching sure. some fun things as well. Um, watching other coaches coach. Uh, I find that very intriguing to just watch different coaching styles too. So yeah, I have a life uh, outside. And obviously well, good. spending time with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Lots going on. Yeah, support my wife too, who's the cheer coach at Liberty High School. Oh, she is? Yeah, so on Friday nights, being able to just go support her, or even during basketball season, sometimes when I don't have a night on, being able to just go sit there and watch the cheer team perform or go to her competitions, that's fun as well. Uh, the, we're taping this on a Tuesday. I know tonight Liberty High School's volleyball team mm-hmm. is in Ankeny trying to qualify for the state tournament. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, I'm sort of a Liberty High School volleyball fan. Oh, for sure. They had yeah. a great season last year. Yeah, great season last year. Amazing. Well, let's. Uh, can I ask you about recruiting? I'm a little confused there. I know there on, on, on the websites mm-hmm. you've recruited players. Is that is that public information? Can you talk about the players you've recruited? Cannot. No, you cannot. Okay, no. So you yet. can only talk about you can only uh, speak about kids that have signed their national letter of intent. Okay, uh, which for us doesn't happen until okay. so like the twenty four class, the middle of uh, November. That's right. But I once know. we release it, you guys, I didn't know what the rules. That were. class okay. is really really good. So <laughs> we don't want to want to break, break any rules. Here. <laughs> well, okay, Well, this has been fun, and uh, I guess as I uh, proceed here, uh, Raina did speak for this event we created. We'll probably create a, another one. She's a little busy between now, hopefully through. Through March, yeah, hey, April. the beginning of April, that would be yeah. a blessing. So um, it's been it's been delight. She's been uh, really very kind to me. Um, I approached her about you know becoming my friend, and mm-hmm. she was willing to consider that with some of my other friends. And so it's been special. So, well, good. Do you have any final words of wisdom, or um, you know, I guess you've told us your words, but anything you want to share with our our group here in Eastern Iowa? Yeah, um, I've enjoyed my time here in Iowa City um, so much. Uh, Women's basketball fans, Iowa Hawkeye fans in general, know that the women's basketball team love you. I usually would say make sure you come see a game, but we are, if you don't have tickets, (laughs) you won't have tickets. (laughs) Unless you go through a third party on StubHub, but you can catch us on TV um, most of the time this season. If you are a season ticket holder, then I look forward to seeing you in Carver. Uh, Let's make this another magical year, but I want to thank you guys all for your support of our program and for me as an individual. Well, it's, it's been fun. Well, it's been special. Raina Harmon, assistant women's basketball coach for the Hawkeyes and a great person, entrepreneur, and, um, and a good friend. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tom. Go Hawks. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.